Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Why Do I Care? I'm your host, Toby Favalora, and today we'll be talking about the GOP's role in the tragic shooting in Buffalo earlier this week. So without further ado, let's get started. So diving right into it, first, it's it's difficult, but it's very important to understand what happens. So on May 14th, 2022, an 18-year-old opened fire at a supermarket, killing 10 innocent lives. And I'm going to read them out loud as to honor and to make sure that we do not forget the victims, because that is the most, the worst thing that we could do. Aaron Salter, Ruth Whitfield, Pearlie Young, Catherine Massey, Deacon Howard Patterson, Christine Cheney, Roberta A. Derny, Margus D. Morrison, Andre McNeil, Geraldine Tolley. There was an 18-year-old shooter who opened fire at a supermarket who was wearing tactical gear and live-streamed the entire attack on Switch. This is completely horrific, and it should not happen ever again. Yet, because we live in America, we know that it is going to happen again. So, as we should always, what, what, sh- what we should always do after an event like this is ask why. Why, why did they feel like they had to do this? And the answer is really disturbing and upsetting. So the authorities have officially said that this was a a hate crime, hate attack. It was motivated by hate. The U.S. Attorney, um, the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland called it a hate crime and an act of racially motivated violent extremism. It was live streamed on Twitch which I'm going to talk about a little in a little bit more detail. But because it was live streamed, we saw that the shooter discovered a light-skinned man who was hiding and then spares his life, telling him sorry. So all of the people in which he took lives from were black, and this was 100% a, an attack on their community and it was motivated by hate. So what what this is hard to put into words cuz it's not what caused this person to do this or not necessarily what were the direct motivations of it but the beliefs in which he believed were something called the the great replacement. So, he wrote a 180-page document all about the Great Replacement. I am not saying that everybody who believes in the Great Replacement is somebody who is a murderer. However, the Great Replacement is terribly racist and blatantly just idiotic. The Great Replacement is a conspiracy theory um, that non-white individuals are being brought into the United States in order to replace white voters to achieve a certain political agenda. So what Trump would say in 2018-2020 is that the Democrats would go down to the Mexican border. They would say, hey, you guys, come in here. We're going to pay you money if you come into America and if you vote Democratic. For one, no, that, that definitely did not happen. Two, 
why would you even think that that was happening? And three, it is 100% motivated on hate. So Trump, like I said, pushes in 2018 and 2020. This left an impact on voters. And the right-wing media machine also talked about this a lot. So why this is so problematic is that they are pushing this lie based on hate. They are saying they will replace us. If you remember what happened in Virginia at the white supremacist march um, years ago, I don't, I don't remember what year exactly, it might have been 2016, like 2017, but they were chanting, they will, uh, they will not replace us. And this is very eerily remnant, like, this is, and this will be, an issue that has to be tackled at the very forefront. This should, this white supremacist issue is being ignored by half of the, more than half of all Americans because it's just so difficult to talk about. You hear me tripping up on the right words in order to say what I'm trying to say. It's just so difficult to talk about. But it's racist. It is fundamentally racist because they are saying, hey, if you are white, people of a darker skin color from different cultural backgrounds will replace you um to start picking this whole thing apart how does somebody leaving their home trying to escape whatever made them leave trying to get to a new life a new world something that is incredibly hard to do why would that replace you it's not like you can only have a hundred voters per state Okay, so if, say there's 100 people in this town, and then 5 people immigrate to that town. That's 105 voters. That doesn't mean that you suddenly can't vote. They're not taking away your right to vote. If they, they got here, and they risked everything to try to make it to America, why shouldn't they be granted the right to vote? Because they're not white. That is what's happening here. That is, that is the horrific truth. That, that is what the Republicans are trying to push you to believe. Tucker Carlson has been on air, and people have read the manifesto, and they, sorry, not manifesto, it should not be referred to as a manifesto, I read this thing on NPR, and they were like, do not refer to this as a manifesto, because it kind of glorifies it. They read his 180-page document, and this document said almost exactly what Tucker Carlson has been saying. Tucker Carlson, who is the most watched, the most watched news person, I don't know, news anchor, I guess. I wouldn't really call him a news anchor, sorry. Personality on television, because he doesn't actually do any news. He just loads people full of BS, and he just ruins democracy from the inside and the outside. Anyways, he has spread these lies since about 2018, and that is insanely problematic, because he's spreading lies that people believe. This brings us to a separate point about like I said, we're going to come back to it, so it's, I guess now is the point at which we come back to it. I don't really know. But this was live-streamed, so people saw this. The videos are still up, because I know anybody listening to this podcast knows that the internet does not go away, right? So this was live-streamed, and this is floating around the internet. And tech companies, they are fighting a battle. Like Elon Musk, with all of his free speech, he's very silent on this. He doesn't know what to do. The videos have not been taken down from Twitter yet. There are videos of this shooting on Twitter. 
And the reason he's staying silent is because he knows this should be taken down, but he doesn't want to say that publicly. I don't think it should be polarizing to say that videos of mass shootings should not be available on Twitter. Yet it is. And this is very polarizing. That is very problematic for so, so many reasons. This is... This shows the problem. The large... Taking a step back. If you approach this tragedy, this absolute horrific tragedy, carried out by one of the most evil people that that exist, what we see is this is a larger issue. This has this is this is this was a young man who was radicalized by the lies of the GOP, Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson, the right wing media megaphone to try to win an election, an attempt to win an election. Let's see what they have done. They have caused this mass shooting. They have caused an attack on our democracy. They have caused a global a pandemic. Well, I'm not going to say that the pandemic was their fault, but if Donald Trump was was more focused on actually fighting the pandemic, because they have tried to sit back and win an election, maybe we'd be in a little bit of a better place now. Just a thought. They are so focused on winning elections, keeping themselves in power, they are willing to let anything happen. Like, this, this, it's so problematic because so many people listen to this and so many people believe this this is not something that will go away this is something that this these these shootings are going to keep happening these atrocities are going to keep happening unless someone stands up and and, and just and speaks for what's right this is not right plain and simple this is not okay Plain and simple. These are lies pushed by the far right in order to try to win voters over and this is what happens. And when it happens, they say nothing. Sometimes they even defend the person. It, it's, it's frankly upsetting, and it should not be happening. And this is, like I've said so many times, I just can't reiterate it enough, this is because of the GOP and the right-wing media circus. So... After a quick ad break, we're going to talk about what we can do to try to combat that. So, all right. So, welcome back. What that what can be done to try to combat this Republican misinformation? And that's a very difficult topic to tackle because it's so large. Right up here, right above my desk. Um, I know you guys can't see it because it's a podcast. If you guys are listening to this video podcast, which I'm trying out for the first time, you might be able to see it on YouTube. If I take it down now, never mind. I'm not gonna take it down. But it's something I got in eighth grade from my civics teacher, and that is a breakdown of all the the online media bias standings. I guess not standings, uh, ratings, and it 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 shows where different places. St- stand it shows uh slate far left politico lean left center as npr usa today the hill right uh wall street journal far right fox news daily wire all these things it just shows i consume my news from many different sources and i pride myself on that but if i'm lazy the first place i go I'm not going to lie to you, it, it, it's CNN, right? Because I just like CNN. I, I That's that's what I'd have trusted. And they have a partisan lean. I'm not going to deny it. They have a partisan lean. So what you can do to 
to combat misinformation, wherever you are, is to make sure you are ingesting as many different news sources as you can. If you are made uncomfortable with some of the topics that are being brought up, that means that your mind is being challenged. And when your mind is challenged, it causes you to think. If you're reading something, you're like, I don't like this. I don't agree with this. This makes me uncomfortable. Okay, good. Why? Why does it make you uncomfortable? Does it make you uncomfortable because it's probably true? Or does it make you uncomfortable because it's so absurd that has to be pointed out and then you could reassess the deeper bias inside you? Bias eye? Is that a word? Biases? Oh, I made that up. That's cool. Put that on a t-shirt. Merch idea. Um, this... I don't know how many times in this podcast I've talked about how problematic the right-wing media machine is. And it is. I, my, One of my personal heroes, Dan Pfeiffer, he is writing a book that's going to come out soon all about this, so I recommend everyone there buy it. Um, not sponsored, sadly. But it's it's just so... It's so problematic about how the news that you ingest can cause you to do these crazy things. So just be aware, be careful about what news you are ingesting. So that being said, a little bit of housekeeping. I had a fantastic interview last week with Ken Gordon. If you haven't heard that, check that out. I have another interview coming up with somebody else. I don't want to spoil the surprise. Um... Like always, go to my website, whydoicarepod.com. I'm working on new merch for you guys. Um, make sure to share this. Make sure to spread the word. Make sure that this podcast gets out because this is kind of an antidote to Russian, not Russian disinformation, sorry, the right-wing disinformation. So try to share it out. Try to get this heard. And thank you guys so much for listening. Have a fantastic rest of your day.